I've got some great news. The FWZ Talk podcast is now available in its entirety. Every single episode, all 55 episodes as of now, is available to listen in full on audible.com as part of the Amazon family. And you know there's only one way that you can get audible.com. And that is going to audible.com and setting up your first 30-day free trial. Audible, the center of all things storytelling, audiobooks, original podcasts, and much, much more on the Audible app, which you can get on all major devices right now. And right now, you can get yourself a 30-day free trial of any book that you choose on audible.com. Being an Audible member is great. Every month, you are adding to your library, and you get those audiobooks forever. Everybody loves autobiographies, and people especially love autobiographies when they're read by the actual person. Audible has a wonderful selection of different types of things you can listen to from audiobooks, mystery, sci-fi, meditation, and other boy Mikey Troop would love some of that. Plus, Audible Originals you can get anywhere else right now if you go to audible.com. You can pick up your first audiobook free when you start your 30-day free trial, especially on there. There's many, many more wrestling books, many, many more autobiographies all over the place. Much, much more books. If you want to listen to these, you've got to go to one simple link. It's audible.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com. The following is an FWZ collection production. The FWZ Talk Podcast. FWZ Talk Podcast. FWZ Talk with the Jamco. The Jamco. Today I'm talking to Nighthawks24, the head honcho, the head savior of the Nighthawk Nation. And we're going to be talking about his show, which is available exclusively on Twitch. We're also going to be talking about women in CAW who are played by actual women. Can it be happening? Can it be done? We're going to discuss that right now, right here on the FWZ Talk Podcast. It's podcast time, which means that I have a guest. I don't just have any guest. I have a, well, actually, a man I was uh, going to do this podcast with uh, last month, I believe it was. And, uh, well, he um, he stood me up like a nice young man to a sexy hot lady. I was stood up. But he's here, and he hasn't stood me up this time, which means that he obviously still is a little bit attracted to me, which, that's okay. It's fine. And uh, we're going to be talking about his uh, his whole his whole league, his whole show. And uh, you know that means we're going to be covering the old topic of it, CAW. And this guest has a platform on Twitch called NPWN. It's the Nighthawk Nation, the Nighthawk Nation. And uh, he does streams on Twitch pretty much on a regular basis. And this is quite an interesting uh, uh, guest to talk about, especially since most previous guests have had their platforms on YouTube. So having it on Twitch is a little bit different in terms of uh, how that's going to be uh, processed of course things like copyright music and uh i'm really excited to also get into the conversation of women in caw i know we've been talking about that quite frequently but enough of my blabbering let's bring him on let's bring him on nighthawks 24 what's going on baby how you doing hey how you doing jamco good to have be good to be here it's yeah it's yeah, start, stood me up you well, bitch maybe it was a little playing a little hard to get i don't know but you know yeah because you had you had you had quotation work i mean who does that these days? Especially in this time. I mean, whatever. Anyway. I apologize, but we're here now and we can make it happen. So So I've got many, many things I want to talk about because this is actually very something interesting. Now I cannot honestly remember how I came across you. I think you contacted me. Did you contact me? When you said um, hey I did send you a message about I was listening to your podcast after uh Keith Ryan, I believe. Ah, you you see you know Mr. Ryan. Uh, yes, we met in Unite, and then he was in Enpon for a while as well, and then, you know, things just went a little sideways or something. I, uh, something okay. stupid, something that wasn't even worth, you know. Just I talked to I talked to the fam guys off the air about this uh, a while ago, but Keith Ryan has disappeared off the face of the planet. Do you know where he is? And if so, is he okay? 
Um, as far as I know, the last time I saw his Twitter, he um he had a tree fall on his house. And, oh bloody uh, hell! He has a GoFundMe up actually that I noticed the other day. So I he's okay. Um, Wait, really? Right now, yes. How the hell did I not know this? I'm a I'm a chase. It's, it's there. It's on his Twitter. Um, I will check this out. He's trying sure. to raise funds, but yeah, his house is completely damaged. They're probably going to have to take it down. And Jesus, not looking good for him. So, well, I if anybody there can donate, that would be very nice. Well, I did um, ask the other guys, and, and they weren't really sure where uh, where he'd gone. He'd kind of just uh, just be, but I'll I'll get those details after the show actually, because you kind of answered that question there in terms of uh, what happened to him. But if you are listening, Mister Ryan, hopefully we do well, and I will hopefully catch up with you as I've been trying to contact you actually since uh, since July or August, I think it is. But anyway, let's get back to you. So you are Nighthawks twenty four. You do a league called the Nighthawk Nation. The N N P W N presents. And then whatever the episode is. So first and foremost, why Twitch? Um, that's where I originally started. I, I I had no, I didn't even know the car thing existed until 2015, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. Had no idea it was a thing. Um, I was just, I happened to find Twitch on accident because the PlayStation hooked directly up to it. And you could watch other people play games. So right. I went into a stream, a WWE stream, and found myself going there more and more and hanging out and he was just doing his own cost stuff originally and um was kind of watching it and then a couple people were like hey can i get my car in there and he said yes and then i was watching for a little while longer and i, I finally asked him if i could get involved and he said yes and then it kind of blossomed from there and went you know crazy but uh i had no plans on streaming this game at all to be honest like yeah or have a league i just wanted to be a viewer and watch but at some point, his in 2K15, they only had the 25 cost slots. So it was hard for streamers to build a bigger community because once you had your 25, that was it, you know. Um, right. And other people wanted to get involved. So he came to me and asked me if I would do a sideshow on the weekends as part of his brand. And uh, so I decided, okay, well, I'll help you out. I have no problem with it. He's been a friend for a while. And the day I started, he got banned from Twitch and never came back. Nice. <laughs> See, here's, here's, here's the thing that, I, that I'm curious about Twitch, because we're seeing a lot of these content creators move over to Twitch, actually, from even some of the big YouTubers who are seen for various different genres that they're in. And, you know, looking at it, it's kind of an interesting conversation because it seems to be a bit more of a friendlier platform in terms of, of course, live streaming and in terms of, you know, donations and all these bits and all the other things that we can get. It seems something that actually could be uh, a bit more personable with your audience. Now, the issue that I would find with this kind of thing is, especially myself, I do use, well, with what I can get away with, copyright music. And I know looking at Twitch, that they are very, very quick with it in terms of, you know, you know sometimes you can put a song on YouTube and it, it can kind of, you know, quote, unquote, monetize it, even though, you know, if you're a small content creator, it's not going to actually you know, do anything. But it's going to sort of, it'll allow you to play it on there. Whereas when I see Twitch and this is a particular copyright claim, it will be blocked out. The whole thing's blocked out. So they're very, very quick with it, even on something like a replay. So do you have to make sure that you use non-copyright music even for guys guys and gals joining the show for entrance music? Uh, yes, now we do for sure. Um, before... Up until the big copyright strikes just started happening at the middle of this year, at the beginning of this year, whenever it started, we were using copyright music. And, you know, the VODs would get blanked out, but yeah, uh, while it was live, it was, you know, it was happening. But when they started striking people, that was it. But we're on another site that we pay for, so um, it's a small fee. So we use their music now. So okay. So we try to keep it there. And then there's a few other artists that are on Twitch that say you can use their music. So we use some of that as well. Gotcha. So let's talk about the individuals you have in your, your show. Because you're saying to me that a lot of them are people that kind of want to be involved. So kind of characters that have uh, um, creations from other people, correct? Yes. So Anybody was, who wants sorry, to on. join can join. It's, yeah. So what's the, how many guys do you have, guys and gals, as a minimum on, on, your, sh on your whole show? It goes back and forth, but I believe there's 
40 to 50 different people right now. Oh, my now. God. Um, some of them have two cause, which bring the roster up. So I'm not really sure I'd have to go back and look, but I'm going to say at least 40 different people. So how do you keep track of every single person in every single storyline, in every single, you know, story? Because, you know, you're going to forget one person at least. Right. Um, They kind of work themselves out in the Discord. We have a RP chat where they can start there. They also have a promo chat where they can write promos as well. Um, I also welcome them to do their own videos, their voice promos. I'll play them in the stream. Um, otherwise, we we try to keep a good balance. Obviously, there's some people who step up forward more than others. So their storylines are more involved. And there's other people that just, you know, just want to hang out in the community and just have some fun. And they don't really care. Some of them don't even care about the wrestlers. They just want to hang out and have a good time with us. Yeah. It's quite interesting. The the old Nighthawk Nation. How How long have you been doing that? Uh, it would be seven years in our certain our seventh year in February. Um, oh, so you been doing for seven years. Six years, but I, I could say that I really didn't take it serious until like three years ago. Um, yeah, it was just fun, and then it it got a little more intense, and the more that people came in, and the more people started promoing and wanting to do you know more video work and, and stuff like that. It's slowly grown and getting bigger. So let's see where it goes from here. <laughs> Well, I find that uh, sort of interesting. You've been doing it for five, six, seven years because that would be still even. Have you been doing it on Twitch for five, six, seven years? Yeah, Twitch is the only place I've been. I, right. I've tried to do YouTube. It's hard for me to keep up with everything, but yeah, uh, all our main stuff is on Twitch. Yes. So you would have kind of seen the big changes since the uh, the, the Twitch around that time you would start would have been when uh, the, it would have been sort of in, in its infancy. So you would have still probably seen the, the biggest changes overall over. Uh, a lot of the changes in music and the changes in policy and changes in things like that. Do you see yourself uh, staying uh, in the future on Twitch? Probably. Um, I do like the thing in Twitch is that it's live. I do like the live aspect of Twitch. Obviously, you could do it on YouTube and other places, but I just seem like the community that we've built there. I'd hate to lose that. Plus, um, we do some pre-recorded stuff, but for the most part, it's AI versus AI, which some people like, some people don't. I get that. I understand yeah. that as well. Um, but on Twitch, you're live every day, almost every day. People know where to find us. I feel if YouTube, it's pre-taped. I can't interact with people as much. And I really, that's my favorite part of it. It's not the wrestling, to be honest. And that's another thing that we get a knock on sometimes is because to me, call comes second and yeah. my friendships with the people there come first. Yeah. So in a sense, you're not you're not so in, you're not pre-recording, say, a recording that you've done and then to stick it on stream. As you are live on on Twitch, you are literally doing it as it's as it's streaming. You are in the game. You are doing the matches. You are doing the right. the selections and things like that. The matches are played out live on stream. There are times where there are certain storylines where we need certain outcomes or we need things to happen, so we do pre-record some stuff. And some storylines like attacks backstage and stuff like that, that's all pre-recorded. But most of the matches are AI versus AI and live right there. So we've seen, oh, I've seen many, many guys and gals on your show when I was doing my research. And of course, there's many, and I'm not going to go through every single one because God knows I'll leave someone out. But first, I'm going to go on to who is the most uh, big name, would you say, for yourself that has come out of your, uh, your Nighthawk Nation show? Female-wise, it would have to be Tazzy. Okay. Um, Tazzy from Unite. Well, obviously, she came over with me to Unite. And then from there, I would say the other big names, uh, Breon Johnson. I'm not sure if you know him or not. Breon Johnson, Crazy J, Enigma Soul would probably be the okay. largest. Okay, then, sure. With that being said, then, on on, on the shows, do you have a process in which if people want to apply to the show there's a certain uh sort of requirement that you you need from them a set of rules as it were um statistic wise on the cause yes our cause are 96 overall for the males or 94 overall sorry we switched that 94 overall for the males and 86 for females but other than that not really. As long as, you know, you're pretty much drama free, we kind of look at, you know, your Twitter to see how you're acting, things like that. But it's a place to, you know, some people that I have in there that have gotten in trouble before and we give them a second chance. You know, this 
a lot of people don't give people second chances. They get blacklisted pretty quickly. And you know how that goes. The cancer. cancer, Just, you know, cancel them and get them out. And there's some good people there. They make mistakes. And so we try to help them out as well. Well, even when you say that, how is it that someone has caused you a, a difficult time for you to have to take them out? Like, what is it that they've had to have done to kind of is it I, I don't know trolling and then bullying and all this other stuff but is there a particular you know requirements that you require from people where maybe they should not necessarily be on social media or maybe maybe have a separate account if they've sort of got particular views where do you stand on that 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 doesn't really bother me that much the only people we've ever had trouble there are a couple of guys who like to bully people and then um the other issue that I've had was we have anywhere between at sometimes we had as high as 14 women on the roster, real women. Now we're down wow. to like eight, but some of the women get some pretty strange DMs. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, we're going to come on to uh, the, the topic of women in a moment because it's a really quick conversation I'm happy to, to get into because it is uh, something I've been searching. I've been searching, maybe I've been searching for a long time, but we're going to get into that conversation in a few moments. Let's take a little bit of a switch, put a pause on the Nighthawk Nation and talk about you personally uh you said you had a bit of a time in the night a bit of time in the old fam where else have you been with your own character where have you sort of been particularly uh not many places tcw would be a big name um i made an appearance once in um with code lions and code of honor but mostly i've kind of stayed in my own little bubble i'd like to branch out um but a lot of the feds that i was mostly interested in were around xbox and i'm on playstation so that kind of gets in the way but, yeah uh, well, you did mention the uh, the old you were the evil you were <laughs> that uh, becomes quite a lot of uh, particular times. I know you had that um, that experience with yourself. Before we do get into the conversation of your night, of course, we have had forever moving on uh, on the show. We've broached that subject of of what's particularly happened, and you know, different people in charge, the ideas, what it was meant to be, what it didn't end up being, what happened afterwards, all that kind of stuff. What would you? How would you explain your experience with uh, being in? The, the unite, as they say. I'm probably going to have a different take than most right. people that I've heard so far. Um, I know a lot of people were upset about the pay-to-play system. Um, mm. Me being a streamer on Twitch, people subscribe. I don't ask them to, of course. Um, and in fact, I tell them not to a lot of times. Right. But they can sub, they can donate, they can give bits. Um, so I understand content creators trying to make a little extra, you know, here and there, and I understand why FAM would do that when it became Unite, because of all the people that they get into their community, and how many people wanted to join, you kind of have to weed some people out somehow. So I kind of understand why they did it, um, yeah. but I think it got to the point where they uh, took too much in. They just took too many people. Where if they had just yeah. you know done it slowly and build up, um, but. It, I have no problem with the the pay thing because, like I said, if I do it, it's tough for me to do it, and I just do AI versus AI. If I'm doing videos for a month straight and you got people leaving and coming, you got to change the whole show. Yeah, I would. That would be really tough for me. Well, it's just annoying in general having to change anything in general for something as, as simple as that. But you know, it is what it is. In terms of your experience there as a whole, would you say it was a good experience, a bad experience? bit of both mostly positive though um, okay. i met a lot of nice new people um i learned a lot more about my car i i gave him more personality um ron buster helped me build him to be you know better gave me ideas um i learned a lot there and then of course there was you know when it ended and i didn't really get a shot you know and things like that but that's just little petty things to me it doesn't really bother me but um unite was Pretty good up until the end. And once it started to fall apart, people kind of showed some colors. And not them, not them, but some of the other people in the community. And, it, you know, people were picking sides and clicks were being formed. And it was kind of a strange time. Um, then, now, I really like to get into this too much, but um, then I was offered a spot when FAM came back. And uh, oh, okay, I got in for a little bit, but it just felt like there were too many chiefs and not enough Indians, so to speak. Like they were just okay. trying to build up so many people in charge. And then there were a lot of people who wanted to be, you know, 
cough famous, I, I guess is the best word to say. There's just too yeah, many. Yeah. For me, I don't want to be cough famous. I want people to know me as a person and hopefully, you know, the cause is nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I love role playing. I love that part of it. But I want people to remember me, the person, and not the cough. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said to them before in, in terms of what they do, you know, I have no idea how they even keep track because, you know, if there's a, a big team of recorders and a big team of editors and a big team of this, 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 and then they're, you know, they're, they're doing all these things. There's a lot to take on. And I know it's a big project that obviously you feel better once you finished it because of all the time you put into it. But I just said to myself, man, you know, that is a, a machine that's kind of created in a way where they've got to make sure that, that they kind of control all aspects of it, even though you might have to go through different people with them. So you kind of got to give them credit for the amount of time that's put into it and, you know, how every teeny little uh, part of the the system is, uh, in a way, comes together to sort of form this this big, big thing and to kind of try and make it, you know, the best that it possibly can be, you know, is, is a very difficult thing, especially if it's all that time on it, which can... I know from your perspective, you know, you do more streaming, so it's going to be something that's kind of an off the cuff, but for people that maybe want to plan it carefully, they want to have a highlight reel, they want to have all this, and all this, and all this. You know, it's a very big, big, uh, big project, of course, to, to, to take on. Right. And I love what they do. I, I, I'm, you know, because what I do, is, it's, it's, not, it's not easy, but it's not as hard as what they do, and I respect everything they do over there. Yeah. But, um, it's tough. I think what made FAM really good, it was just that group of people, that small group of people when they started, and they were all kind of on the same page. There was egos there, obviously, but they got the job done, and it was, you know, they, they could all work together. When you bring in a lot more people, it's just, I, I, I had to walk away from it. I, I didn't want to. It was something that I've always wanted to do, but... Uh, it just felt like there were just, you know, we'd have one idea and then two other people would come in and say something different and switch it up. And it was just, I was like, I got my own stuff. I'm mm. just going to walk away peacefully. And I wish them the best. I really do. So you said about the you first saw this kind of stuff when you were talking about being part of WWE game streams and things like that. Was that your introduction to this kind of stuff? Or was there one particular show that kind of gave you the little, the bug as it were to do this kind of stuff? Well, that was the one guy. His name was King420 Organic, and he was the first one that I saw on Twitch do car shows. And I loved it. Like, I just, I had never seen it. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Um, was really bad at the RP aspect of it at first, but the more I did it, the more I got into it. It just, and then I was started to help him stream, of course, like I had brought up before. And I didn't really take it seriously. Like, I'd stream on the weekends, and then it became like every other weekend. And then during the summer, I'm a big softball player. So I kind of dumped for six months at a time where I wouldn't even stream at all. Right. Okay. But up, I would say 2K18, I just, I, I just wanted to keep doing it. I got that bug and the bug and it just kept going. And now it's like, it's consumed everything I do, <laughs> which yes. is good sometimes. And it's, it's stressing sometimes, but it's the people. I love the people in this community. There are some bad ones. Yes. But the ones that happen to come into the stream, I always look forward to seeing. With the whole show as it gets built together and, and continues on the, on the platform, how many people are actually a part of this in terms of a team to create it? So obviously you're going to do the recording and the streaming, but do, do, you take, do you take on everything? Do you have a team? Do you have anyone that helps you out? Uh, well, Ryan Wise helps out with uh, commentary and he helps with the make booking the cards and he does some uh, videos, some pre-edited stuff. Um, then I have the great one who helps out as well, who does a lot of the hiring process, you know, telling people what they need to do to get their cause and things like that. Um, then I have a few of the other mods that help out as well, just kind of on the low level stuff. Um, we had an arena and belt creator, but he decided to step away for a while. And then Tazzy was a big influence in everything that I do now. I can't even though she's kind of stepped away a little bit, I wish she was around more, but uh, I understand why she had to step aside. But she is the person that pushed me to become where we are now. So with the Twitch platform, of course, you can uh, give money. You can do the subscription ties. You can follow. You can uh, give bits and all these kind of things. I know at the moment you're about 12,000 followers on your Twitch account. So do you do you receive money from the... The, the platform that you've created, do you get quite a lot of donations? 
it, it varies from time to time. Right now, I, I, I'm actually shocked. I thought during the pandemic things would be worse, but things are actually have been better. Um, I don't really want to get into all the monetary things, but um, yeah, I've been doing pretty well. I, I will definitely say that and this is the best year I've ever had doing it. Um, even though I tell them not to do it, I, I just I feel bad, you know. I, yeah, I do it for fun, and I, and I appreciate the fact that they they like me enough to do it. But I feel bad sometimes because I can't give it all back to them, you know. Um, I, I need to find a way to be able at some point to thank everybody because it always seems like thank you is never enough to these people and what they they do for me. Well, again, I'm not going to go into you know how much money you get because it's not my business, but I'm more. Uh, sort of questioning how the system works in terms of the subscription tires. So, do you create your own subscription tires, or is that something that Twitch gives you, where you know you might have three sections in terms of what people get? Um, the way it works, yeah, Twitch sets that all up. There's three different tiers. There's a four ninety nine, I want to say a nine ninety nine, and a twenty four ninety nine, and we get uh, half of that. Okay, so in terms of these three tires, what makes each one different? Uh, just different months um, and different. Well, um, the stage one, you get a certain amount of emotes and then stage two, you get a few more emotes. You get a little more extra perks on Twitch that Twitch gives you. I have no control over that. OK. They give you more emotes at, at tier three than they do at tier one. Um, things like that. So I guess it's just different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to know your show. And also researching some of the people that you have uh, in the show. I, the Jericho, recently joined the Nighthawk Nation Discord and uh, met a lovely bunch of people on that on that Discord, including actual women. Women, that's right, people. Women are part of CAW, part of the old virtual streaming uh, community. And uh, we are going to get into the topic um, about this. So many, 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 many months ago, I sit on the show, my first guest. And I said to him, I said, hey, why uh, why don't we have more women on this, uh, in this type of community, in this type of stuff? You know, there's, there's got to be women. You know, you're telling me that uh, there's no women whatsoever. And I received a, uh, well, Jamco, uh, women don't play video games. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course they don't. They don't breathe either, you moron. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought that to be kind of ridiculous because, you know, I know people who play video games. You know, it's not completely. I mean, the fact we're having this conversation is stupid as it is. But... Um, it was more, you know, there's there's the streamers, there's the, the women that play video games. It's not a thing. You were seeing a lot at that time, or what I was seeing anyway, a lot of women characters that were portrayed by men. And there'd always be a debate about whether it should happen, whether it shouldn't happen. You know, the ones that post um, pictures of, you know, sexualizing them, wearing scantily clad clothing. And people would find that weird. People would like that, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever you're into, you know, go nuts. And so, you know, the other guests would say, well, maybe that's because that stuff turns them off because they're seeing those kind of pictures and they're thinking, oh, it's just, you know, horny males, you know, who have a weird, weird issue. And before we get into the actual uh, women, what do you think about uh, characters of women that are played by men? Um, I really don't have a problem with it. For the most part, I've had decent experiences like um, Cody Hale. That's a good example yeah, right yeah. there. Um, that's a tough topic though there but it seems like the drama comes from them more than anybody else but i have no issue with it It, it's role play if people want to role play a female that's fine with me you know in a lot of video games in mass effect or any other video games i usually create a woman character so Hmm. i'm not any different i i don't role play them per se most of the time if i if i do have a female character i kind of stay to the side and stay with the male character um but i i don't like when men over-sexualized, like you were saying. I have an issue with that. And uh, they seem to be the ones that when there is a little bit of drama, it seems to be those characters, which kind of sucks. But There's two parts of that. There's the part of it of them doing it, which, you know, it is weird. But, you know, from my point of view, you know, you just ignore it. You move away. The drama comes from the people reacting to it. So, yeah, you could look at it as go, yeah, but it's wrong. And what are these young people looking at it? And what if they come on there? And, and well, yeah, well, you know, when that situation comes, that's something they need to you know decide on doing. And I've, I've seen people who have um, shown me pictures of being like, "Hey, yeah, you want to see a picture of Adnong?" And then it's like, "I am a male," and then they're like, "Oh shit, bro, sorry." <laughs> and then I'm like, "You idiot." So 
you know, they're, they're kind of the reactions to it where it becomes becomes silly. For me, it's more I and I don't ask you from my show back in the day. I like to have uh, women characters played by women because they can bring something a little bit different that I can't even imagine with all the stories, creations, all that stuff. And you know, before I even came, you know, joined your Discord, that that it seemed to be something that was very very rare or um, one of the same. So. Going in, of course, we do, and you do, and you might see it actually as something that isn't a big deal because, of course, you've been surrounded by it for so long uh, for new characters. So, of course, you have, I don't know, I think it's you said about 14, 15 uh, female characters that are played by female actual gamers. So, how, how did that integrate into your show? When did you start to see more women come and say, you know, hey, I play this video game, or, you know, just that, that community of women? Uh, yeah, probably that, that third year where I, I started taking it more serious. Um, Tazzy was with me at that point. So that helped having another woman there in a new control and in a management position. Um, and then it was just a lot of girlfriends or, um, friends of friends, that type of thing. Uh, it was very hard to know. Cause a lot, some people come in and pretend like they're female and obviously you find yeah. out at some point. Um, but you can usually tell right away because it, it feels like some. Now, there's some people who role play really well, and there's others that seem like they have never met a female in their life. <laughs> they just they just put them, you know, the way they treat them or the way they act. But having the women on that show is 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 really good, and they they definitely role play a little different. They bring a different aspect, um, different voices as well. Oh, it's, it's it's refreshing to see. That's for sure. So, some tell me about some of the uh, the characters you have on your shows that are that are played by women. Whew, man, Pixie, Pixie got to be the first one. She is just absolutely just an amazing person. Um, she is a complete sweetheart, but you know, once it comes to wrestling or promos or anything that needs to be said, she can get pretty hardcore at the same time, and, and don't take any garbage from the guys either. Um, but sweetest girl I've ever met in the world. I, I can't say anything bad about her at all um and she she loves wrestling most of them in there really love wrestling there's a few there that um just kind of there you know i, I get it because her boyfriend's there maybe or right pixie amanda amanda's a girl but she actually plays a male character which i found interesting ah so that that's very play. interesting yeah uh, but she plays him very well okay um Rainbow Fox has Diego Free Fire. She actually has two. She has a male and a female. Um, she plays them both pretty well. <sighs> Rosa. Rosa. Um, Rosa's an interesting case for me. Um, I met Rosa like four years ago, and um, she didn't speak any English at all. When she came in the stream, she came in with her, her boyfriend. And uh, I don't know how anybody could do that. I, I'm going to be honest. If I went into a stream and I didn't understand a word they were saying, I don't know how long I'd be there. Right. Four years later, she's still there, and now she's learned English, and you know, she does a little bit of promo, but she's a little worried because she's afraid that you know when she says things, they don't necessarily come out right in wow, English. That's, that's, um, that's pretty cool. But she she's pretty badass woman for sure. She's the one you don't really want to mess with, the angry Latina, so to speak. And then Tazzy, um, Tazzy was on her way. Probably her and Cody Hale were the first two females to fight and unite. Uh, but right after that happened, Tazzy lost her daughter, who was four, passed oh, away. Wow. And she uh, kind of just, you know, fell off the yeah, fell off yeah. the planet. But I understand. Uh, I, I'm still in contact with her. She wants to make a comeback. But I, I can't imagine going through something like that. Anymore. Yeah, that's that's certainly, of course, horrible. That's, uh, you know, of course, condolences to that. That must be a very tricky situation to get yourself through, of course. But the women have definitely, definitely uh, been amazing. You've seen them. You've, you've interacted with them in the Discord. They are definitely a, a wild bunch. Well, and again, it's it's getting that that side that you know I've been asking for for, for a while in terms of not just this this because again this conversation shouldn't even be a conversation. It just happens to be it because that's the situation that we're in. And you know, I, I talked to a few of them the, uh, a couple last week actually wasn't it? What I was saying about you know. One of the things I saw a lot of was, you know, since we we're on this Twitch conversation, there are a lot of Twitch streams out there that are that are they're the highest channels, the highest subscriber that may be, and you know they they 
like to you know, not wear a lot of clothes. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's what they do and that's what gets them paid. Hey, you know, money's money. Gotta make that money. But then what the issue then becomes is from a male perspective, usually, you know, young teens with their you know, pubescent teens, they have this idea of what a, a female Twitch streamer should be. So then when they see somebody who's just generally playing games, to them, they're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, you need to be wearing this. And, you know, they, they have this um, expectation. Of, and this kind of weird control that themselves where they believe that they should not wear enough clothes or blah, 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 blah. So then it kind of then makes the people who do play the games feel bad because, you know, that's kind of sexualizing by, you know, demeaning them to what they believe they should be. So, and you, you are getting a lot more now of, of the streamers that are just, you know, playing the games on, on the regular. But the issue then becomes that's why you see maybe not a lot of women who don't get involved in not just, you know, this wrestling stuff, but, you know, many communities for Zelda and Mario and Mega Man and flipping, you know, all the ones that are out there. Because, and I see this a lot, certain men are intimidated by strong women. And, and what I mean by that is, and we had this conversation, especially online, you get males who get, who get beat by females. And I find that funny that people react to that. I just find it really, really stupid. So they get intimidated. And of course, then they'll throw abuse at them and all sorts of other stuff. So they feel they can't play with them because, you know, they get the basic and hard abuse. Because, you know, instead of throwing abuse, how about get better at the game because you suck? <laughs> so that's something that I see a lot of now. So, do you, have you ever had an experience in your show where maybe a male has kind of d- diminished or demeaned a woman in your, in your group like that? there's a few that come and go but i think they do that i don't know if they just do it on purpose or if that's i don't i don't really understand that part of it but it has happened before it definitely has happened um it's few and far between and maybe once a year there's a small incident but most of the women in 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 at least where in my fed um they take care of themselves but i still feel as you know the mouth in the room that i need to say something Mm. but uh for the most part People have been pretty good in accepting them, but you always get that one guy who's just, I don't know, never seen a female before. Or, or, I, I don't know what it is. They just immediately they see a female and they jump in their DMs or they, you know, or they try to argue with them back and forth a little bit to try to get their, it's, I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's over my head. I, <laughs> I always say this one thing and I, and I say it very, very well. You know, these guys, the, you know, whether you want to call them simps or incels or whatever, communities that are out there i look at it like this the person that goes and harasses a woman or or says these things or anything else like that when you have a daughter do that same thing again and see what happens because you won't be doing it will you because if someone is around that is you know someone like your own daughter you're not going to do that because what you're going to see is you're going to see the hypocrisy in it and you're also going to see that you know that's the kind of example you're saying to your children by you know harassing women so if you ever get that from someone doing that to your own family member then you know you can't stand there and say you know you shouldn't be doing that because you do it and hopefully you learn from that so that when you do see it again in the future you crack it down now let's move on to uh something that i think is a very important topic we must talk about with you and um a birdie told me that your favorite vegetable it's a cauliflower. A birdie told me. Yeah. A birdie told me. Cauliflower only a certain way. I'll eat it raw. And then You'll eat it raw? It. I love raw cauliflower, yes. What sure. the hell is wrong with you? Cauliflower. I'd rather eat raw cauliflower than cooked cauliflower. Oh, get the hell out of here, bloody more. <laughs> Are you for real? Bloody I'm very for real. I, I'd chow on a cauliflower right now if it was here. Was raw. Right you freak. Here. You absolute monster. Oh my! God. I don't even know where to go with this. I can't even segue out this. This you hear what this man is saying? He was saying he's going to eat raw color. Oh my goodness! You are crazy. How could you not like it? It's, it's great because well, actually, I've never actually had it raw, so I can't really comment. Well, there you go. If That's I'm pers- you gotta try. So I'm, I'm being honest there, but uh, you, I don't even know where to go with that. Have you ever tried a purple cauliflower? I have not. See, you can get purple cauliflower casseroles. See. And uh, there are, if you do search it up, you can get uh, coloured cauliflower. Very interesting, actually. Do purples, do uh, do yellows, do greens. I tell you, it's a, it almost looks like a nice painting. Very, very nice. Anyway, moving on to my next point. 
we are in a time, a very unique time, of course, in um, this this wonderful world that we live in currently right now, with the quote virus, and in my country especially, I seem to never be able to leave the house anymore. Don't think I've ever seen another human being. But how is that treating you in terms of you know not just um, the, the the show and all the stuff online, but you, you and your personal life? Definitely say it's a lot more stressful. Um, it's been a lot tougher. Um, now it just seems like it's stream, sleep, eat, stream. You know that type yeah. of thing. Where before I was playing softball, that was kind of on a slowdown this year. I also umpire as a side job as well for softball, so that didn't happen this year. Okay. Uh, on my days off, I'm, I'm a big movie person. I love seeing movies on the big screen, so that hasn't been a thing. The theaters just recently opened up. But I, if you've ever been to a theater, you know how they clean those, so I'm not sure. That's a yeah. safe place to be. Um, so it's been a lot more stressful for me, for sure. Um, I had to take a little more time off just for myself. Mm. Uh, but I miss interaction with actual people. I'm gonna say that for sure. When uh, when the the pearly white gates open and we are we are finally allowed finally allowed to leave my house, I think I will go and find a strange first person I see as soon as I leave my house. I'm gonna hug them. I'm gonna kiss them. I'm gonna say I love you. They'll probably weird it out, but the human contact, the first human contact that I ever have, it'll be a wonderful experience. Now let's talk about softball. Now I've got a problem that I need to address with you about softball, right? So. In uh, in America, you play softball, but it's basically baseball with, with a larger ball, right? right? So why don't you just play it with a smaller ball? I don't understand why you play it with a bigger ball. Well, you could play baseball as well. That is an option. But, you know, as you get older, you can't throw as hard, can't throw as fast. Um, it's a completely different game. Softball's more relaxing. The games are only an hour long. Um, so Well, how many different can it be with uh, baseball? You know, throw the ball, hit it, done. Run around the field. Baseball just seems like there's a lot more involved. Baseball games usually last anywhere between two and a half and three hours where softball games like. So what you're saying is is that softball is for lazy people. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, see, I know what you're saying. It's just a completely. You want to play a sport where there's not a lot of effort put into it, right? There is a lot of effort put into it. Um. Baseball's a lot harder, obviously, um, because the ball's coming at faster speeds and softball, it's an underhand, you know, arc. So, but the arc is hard to hit as well. And it's pretty competitive around here. It's definitely one of the sports that are super competitive, especially in my area of Chicago. So, that's you know what you need? You need a good old game of rounders. That's pretty much the same thing, right? Well, not the same, my friend, because... Um, but we kind of stole it from you, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, I was about to go into this, but... Uh, Uh-oh, here we go. The, the, you see, the, the rounders is a very... You want to talk about relaxing games. You know, it's very, very nice. It's, uh, it's, it's a satisfying sound to thwack a heavy ball that meets a wooden bat, especially. Uh, it's nothing better on a, a, a British summer day to, uh, you know, have like a nice grass and uh, stained knees as you as you slide valiantly past the bases and you go to one, go to two, go to three, and uh, then you catch the ball and you know, maybe go out. And then uh, you bastard stole it from us, didn't you? And then you had baseball. Kind of borrowed it, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you all say that for everything. Yeah, we, we borrowed it. We borrowed it. So if that's the case... Uh, do you guys know that technically um, you stole T-ball from us as well? Wow, you're just claiming everything. Right well, I mean, you know, we got cricket, right? And I mean, that's kind of kind of a little bit of T-ball because, um, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you got a, a resting on a tee, for example, a little bit like golf. But, you know, characters behind the tee, you know. It's it's a little bit for you know little kids in the over, but you know we we did that for the young kids for cricket. So you know, I'm just gonna tell you that you were uh, you stole it from Stu. Well, you know, uh, I, I that's all we are. We take things, we take the best and make it our own. That's what it is. It if is. you were to tell me what the difference is between softball and baseball, what is the actual massive difference apart from the ball? Um, the pitch is underhand, obviously. Um, Anywhere between three and like twelve feet, you could throw the ball. 
the bases are shorter, uh, 70 feet in softball up to 90 in baseball. Um, other than that, it's pretty close to being the same game. Well, the most important question is, have you ever hit anybody with bollocks? Um, I've hit a couple of friends in the ankles, the knees. Um, yeah, that's not what I want to hit. The arms, the chest, want... things like that. I don't think I've ever hit anybody square in the... Oh. There's nothing more of a relief to uh, to give it to someone, especially someone you don't like. Cause, uh, it's a very, very therapeutic uh, feeling to tell, but I just want, just want to take that. Well, to make you feel better, I do have one friend who I did. Um, I was playing against him the one time, and he was a pitcher, and I hit the ball back up the middle and hit him in the leg, and he still has a dent in his leg where I hit him, so I guess that's something. Oh, so you're an abusive player now. <laughs> it was not on purpose. Well, you just admitted it on, live on this podcast that you did it deliberately. It's recorded now. You can't go back. I hit him. I, I can't take that away, and we're still friends. It's well, let's talk day, about so. let's talk about the national softball, right? So, you you would say that you are a um, uh, an expert of softball, a uh, a person that would know you know quite a lot about softball, right? I, I would hope so. I umpire softball as well, and I also coached um, fast pitch girls softball as well. So I, I'm pretty well versed in it. But you may get me on something. Well, it's not necessarily a quiz. It's more, um, ideally, if do you have faith in the national softball team of the United States of America? Yeah, of course. I think we got a pretty good team. Well, in uh, the 2008 Summer Olympics, you came second. You got beat by Japan. What are your thoughts on this? Japan's always been good. I Japan has a different work ethic than us, though. Let's be honest about that. They they seem to work a lot harder than we do in a lot of things. Um, not True. to put America down, because I love America. Definitely a patriot, but they they do things, and I've heard about things that they do that are just something that somebody in America probably wouldn't do. Uh, I'm just going to be honest about that. Well, of course, just like everything else, there's no... Uh... Of course, Olympics for this year, the Summer Olympics 2020. So Lord knows what will happen. I think it's postponed to next year anyway. And uh, weirdly enough, I actually found that uh, a qualifying event was actually held here in uh, in England. In, uh, no, actually, I've got it completely wrong. No, I just said my research is wrong. Anyway, let's move on to something else. So we're going to head, head back to uh, that old topic of CAW. Okay. If you look at the current state of CAW, what is the number one thing that you don't like? Ooh, the number one thing that I don't like about CAW. Hmm, that's a tough question. Um, there's not a lot of things that I don't like about it, but <sighs> I guess some of the drama that gets involved, especially on Twitch, I don't know how it is on the YouTube side. I'm not really well versed on that. I want to get into it more. Um, I'd like to get involved more with other feds that are out there. So if you're listening, um, definitely interested. Um, but on Twitch, there's just a lot of my league's better than yours, and I'm not, you know, keep your viewers, you know, I need to keep my viewers away from yours, and oh, there's just a lot of that, you know, back and forth between streamers that can get really toxic sometimes, and mm. I just want to see everybody do well. If everybody does well, we all grow together, but it just seems like, and, and not everybody, there's, there's some good people out there as well, but there's just a lot of that infighting back and forth, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. We can't uh, end the podcast without talking about uh, professional wrestling. You a uh, you a fan of professional wrestling? I am a on again, off again type of professional wrestling fan. Um, I loved it as a kid. Then I lost interest in it for a while, and then I gained interest again right around the Attitude Era, somewhere in there. But I was a big WCW guy, um, so okay. I missed a lot of WWE stuff. And then I stopped for a while, and then when I started doing the video game stuff again, I got back into it a lot more in New Japan and Ring of Honor and um, a lot of local stuff here. So definitely, I love, there's nothing better than going to a baseball game or going to see live professional wrestling. Oh, I'm talking about baseball. <laughs> so according to my age senses, right, by the sound of your voice, you're probably, what, like 56? So you probably were into 70s wrestling, right? Really? Come on, you're not showing. You're showing your age. I'm trying to be nice. Here. I was going to go with 66, but I thought I'd be fair and say 56. Okay, dude. Getting old. 
So really, you would have gone through the eighties, eighties uh, uh, stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, are you were you around with the sort of territory system when it was around? Um, I I didn't know a lot about it. Um, well, was I've there a particular the sort of cable time. television? Was yeah, there a, was, was there a particular cable? Me, whole, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, you go ahead. I spoke over you. My my whole scope of wrestling from the very beginning up until maybe 2018 was just WCW and WWE. That was it. I'm going to be honest. Uh, okay. That was, that was pretty much it. And then recently when I started doing this more often, people were like, you've never seen New Japan. You've never seen Ring of Honor. You've never seen all this. I was like, no. I went and did all the research and now, you know, I, I haven't gone back. So are you talking about 90s WCW or are you talking about the early 90s WCW? I started watching WCW back again when just when the NWO stuff had just started. Because uh, right, right. uh, a, a lot of those actual early 90s WCW stuff is actually quite good in terms of, you know, um, Ric Flair and, and Sting and the Road Warriors and uh, you know, Rock and Roll Express and Michael TA and, uh, you know, all, all those kind of guys. Steamboat, especially around that time, was very cool, very unique. So it's very, Ricky very. Steamboat's my favorite wrestler of all time for sure. Why is Ricky Steamboat your favorite wrestler of all time? I just love his work ethic. I loved his matches. He was one of those guys that just went nonstop. You know, he'd run a match for 45 minutes and they would, you know, they didn't take those breather breaks. Um, they just kept going like him and Ric Flair or uh, my favorite match was him versus Randy Savage mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental title. At WrestleMania what was it? I'm going to screw this up. I can't remember. It was either it was one or three. Which one was it? You know, I know three, you know. Three. Three. See, I'm bad at those. I I, I don't know why. I, I'm really bad at that. Well, it's okay. You don't need to be like a huge nerd to be like, what 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 year? Well, you know, you get some of the ones. Like, well, actually, I think oh, yeah, that, I, that, I knew that move he's doing is actually a, 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 a Kung Kilo arm drag uh, that made famous by uh, Ricky Steamboat in 1994. I mean, You'd be surprised. I know a couple of people like that. They know. You name the match, they can tell you exactly when it happened, where it was on the Uh, I had Ricky Steamboat beat Big Flair in a house show in Minnesota, and it was uh, a no contest. You know, that that kind of uh, specific is is a bit strange, a bit weird, but you know. You know, he actually had a uh, kid who tried to get into wrestling, which I don't know if you know that. Yeah, he had a a kid called Richie Steamboat, and. I'm pretty sure because Ricky was obviously with WWE as an ambassador, they had him um, come in. But he'd done a lot of stuff outside with sort of um, independent stuff, especially with Harley Race, because Harley Race had a promotion, which was a World League Wrestling. And um, I think he went over and did some overseas stuff to kind of get uh, some more on his palate, as they say. And then he, he basically came in when that NXT stuff started right at the very, very, very beginning. And I remember, I don't know why, I don't watch WWE now, but I remember watching some stuff. And I don't know why it always sticks in my head, but a very, very clever um, storyline. I had him and uh, Chris Hero. They called him like Cassius. I don't know what bloody thing was called. And it was uh, it was like Dusty booking. Because Dusty was booking that NXT back in the day, the other ones. It was very much simple, you know. Bad guy, good guy, good guy comes as the bad guy. And um, he's, he just kind of randomly drifted away out of completely nowhere. And... He he got released, I believe, um, and then they said he wasn't released. And then I believe his dad basically stated that he had a, a back injury, which um, required some sort of surgery. And with that, it actually stated with surgery that he was never able to wrestle again, which I thought was quite sad. So his uh, career kind of got cut short. But that was a guy I saw actually had a lot of potential because he played that proper baby face to a team. Of course, his freaking dad would... Tell them how to do that all day long. Don't understand? Right, right. I'm gonna have to look that up now. You have me curious. I'm definitely gonna have to look. That it was up. very, very interesting, especially those those early NXT because you know you think about where that was. We're talking like 2013. I know at that time it was like was it Seth Rollins, Biggie Langston, all those kind of guys. He would have been way up on WWE now or any place otherwise. Even though I'm not a big WWE fan, but he would have been somewhere now because of how long that was since then. And uh, just something quite interesting that um, something that I thought would tell you. But anyway, that's my fact of the day, kids. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm definitely going to take a look into that, especially Ricky being my favorite wrestler now. So, yes. So, you and I have been talking for uh, 
50 minutes now and of course come to the end of our uh, can you believe mr hawk that uh, uh the time just flew by flew by indeed we definitely got to do this again for sure we certainly will and hopefully you will uh shit on um softball for me which i will enjoy very very much now as usual what we always do on the end as we always do our famous world famous 16 countries famous now, as I hear, of a good old Q&A. You know the deal, Mr. Hawk. I'm going to ask you two questions based upon the one I ask every single person ever, and three life questions that I picked specifically just for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. I am ready. I always, everybody always says they're ready, but they're never ready. When they're never ready, because as soon as I ask the question, they go, oh, I don't know anything about it. So who is, Mr. Hawk, the most overrated CAW? Now, I knew you were going to ask this question, and this is an easy one. By far, black hair, and there's nobody even close. Um, See, somebody said that on the... Who said that last? Someone has told me that on the last... Uh, one of the shows before this, and said... Uh, I did it before the Crystal Fisher was. Yeah, he said uh, black hair. And that was... Yeah, that was something that's... Uh, it started to come up a little bit more now on um, that part, which is very, very interesting. Why do you think he's overrated? I mean, he did call himself the Messiah of Ka, after all. Um, I oh, just well. feel like the guy had a big platform on FAM to do a lot of things for the community. He just only wanted to do for himself. And people, you know, I hear people all the time, how much they love him, how great he is. And, and to me, if you got that, if you have that, you should use it for, you know, building up others as well and helping other people and sending messages. You know, he could be a guy that could change the community, you know, because people listen to what he says. Right. Instead yeah. of just focusing on him. You know, that, that's my feeling. That. I've always felt that way. Same thing with my stream. I want to focus on the people that come in and building big, better relationships with those people. So with that being said, on the flip side, who is the most underrated CW? You know, I, I knew you were going to ask this one too, and this is a tough one. I've been thinking about it all day. It was... Uh, I actually have two, if you don't mind. Tassie sure. is number one in my... is female-wise. Um, okay. Like I said, her and Cody Hale had that that pushed together and then she really never got to you know show what she has um she's done it a few times in end pond but i feel like giving her a chance to grow if she was to come back she's definitely got a lot of talent she's good at promoing um she's very serious about her character and of course you know being a female always helps as yeah. well um so i would like to see more with her and then i'm gonna have to go with wise my co-commentator um Unfortunately, Wise doesn't keep the same character all the time, but everything he brings to the, the platform all the time, he's got great promos, he does different voices, different character work. The guy is just, he's, he's incredible. Um, but he, you got to get him that self-esteem, you got to push him, you know, you got to give him that push every once in a while. But when he does it, he's just remarkable at everything he does. Alrighty, that sounds like some, uh, some good suggestions. So let's go into some live questions, and that is... First one for you. What is the best decision you've ever made while drunk? The best decision I ever made while drunk? The best decision. Not the worst decision, the best decision. Wow. Um, I probably don't remember what that was. Ah, uh, uh, good answer there. Well, very clever. I'm going to be honest. So, I, I'm going to be honest. I probably did some really good things and really bad things that I don't remember. I've never driven drunk. I can say that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Okay. What opinions of yours have changed the most over time? <clears throat> Boy, these are really tough. Yeah, that's what I do, baby. My opinions that have changed the most over time. I, I think of people. I used to and, and I'm stuck with this sometimes still. I, I'm not going to say that I'm free from this, but I, I've i been a bigger believer in second chances, giving people second chances. I I agree sometimes some people need to be wiped out. It, just, it has to happen. But I believe there's good in a lot of people, mm. and I, I definitely would like to see more people get a second chance, a little more redemption, things like that, I, I guess would be one of those things that I changed. Before it was just like, nope, he messed up, gone. Get him out of here. I used to be the same way. But seeing people and then meeting new people that have been ousted from other communities or even people that come into my stream and they originally come in as a troll like oh wrestling's faking 
you got, you know, wrestling sucks and this, that, and the other. And you don't, and we just still welcome him in. We don't get mad. And sometimes they stay in. There's been a couple people who've done that and they've been in my chat for three or four years and we're really good friends now. So. Amen to that, brother. Completely agree with that. Absolutely. Last final question. And that is, what, what is the, uh, keep it clear, what is the last thing you've Googled? The last thing I Googled? I, oh, I know this one. This is pretty easy. Uh, PS5 pre-orders. Oh, God. <laughs> Look at you. Well, you asked. Well, not... I did. And that's my answer. That's my answer. Unfortunately, that was the last thing that I Googled. Um, we have a last minute and uh, sometimes unrelated fourth question. And it comes from uh, a rookie currently on the CAW scene named uh, Dill Funk. Goes by Delicious Dill Funk. He has been badgering me all day. And he says, you're going to be talking to Nighthawks24. You're going to be talking to Nighthawks24. You've got to ask him if he can be on the show. You've got to ask him if he can be on the show. So now you're here. Are you going to give Delicious Dill Funk the contract that he deserves? We'll give him anything and everything that he deserves. I promise you. There you go. Dill Funk, you've been signed, baby. Let me tell you something. I saw... Delicious Dill Funk. He's been uh, he's been doing the independence all around uh, all around Surrey. He is got that it factor, and uh, you know they don't call him Delicious for no reason. Uh, Bill, he is uh, a cracking man. So why do they call him Delicious? Well, you know, I, I'm gonna I, ask. I gotta know. Well, you know, I'm hire the guy. I gotta know. Well, let me tell you why they call him Delicious, uh, and. You know, sometimes I gotta say things that might be seen as a little sexual. You know, <laughs> a little sexual. Uh, but you know, the you know why they call them delicious, and uh, they call them delicious because you know sometimes when you use the word delicious, it's used to describe anything that brings joy and pleasure, right? So, ooh, this is delicious. This is nice. This is delicious. Um, but you know, it's also used as a bit of slang. So. You know, the, the flirtatious feeling you have between two people, you know, when you enjoy it, you say, you know, man, you know, this girl, she's delicious. This guy, he's very delicious. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's, 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 it's just tremendous uh, sex appeal. He's got the sex appeal, you know? That's why they call him delicious, baby. He's a hottie. I don't know if I've ever used the word delicious to describe a, a He, female. you know, he, he, we had a great text the other day. You know, he said to me, he said, you know, Jamco, you know what they call me delicious? And I said, why they call me delicious? He said, because I'm a hottie that has it all. Brains, bod, personality. I'm a true goddess. And I said, you know, you know, Dill, whatever you say, brother. <laughs> and that's it. We are out of time and uh, wonderfully ended on the exact one hour mark. Love it when that happens. So tell us where we can find you on uh, social media, media, Bill. A Bill? Bill, yeah. Where we could find Bill? I don't know where we could find Bill. No, no, you are Bill. I'm asking you what, where's your, what's your social oh. media. Oh, my social media. Well, I thought you you said Bill. I mean, uh, we were talking. I'm just Bill. calling you. I'm just calling you Bill because I don't know your real name, so I'm just gonna call you Bill. Okay, Bill works. Bill. Um, twenty four Nighthawks twenty four on Twitter and Nighthawks twenty four on Twitch and N Pawn Wrestling on YouTube. But there's hardly anything there. Not much to see, to be honest. And my call also has a Twitter as well, jblackwell42 on Twitter as well. And when when Delicious comes in, then Justice gives him first because <laughs> you know, prime you, steak, baby. You know, if you want to take a slice of this guy's pie, you got to make sure it's. Oh, it's terrible. That was a terrible line. I'm not going to do that one. That was awful. <laughs> and then never mind. Let's skip over this. Uh, I've got to say, from a personal perspective, of course, I do research on all guests and doing research on yours. I was digging your style. I was digging your presentation. Digging the uniqueness of being on, because you know I know you've probably seen it a lot, but I haven't seen that a lot done on Twitch. Maybe you just way haven't seen a lot of people, in which case fine, show me them. But even before we had scheduled this the first time round, I checked out the stuff that you'd seen, and uh, you know I, I really digged the sort of the real thick. You think I'm talking about woman? I'm not the real uh, nice style, the thick style of. Um, of how clear it was quite sharp presentation as well on, on the streaming side and well, you know what it's the one one thing that actually you know and i'm guilty of this you know we get wrapped up in uh, and I've, I've done this more we get wrapped in style we get wrapped in presentation we get wrapped in characters and storylines and all the nice things but we forget to have fun and that's what it's all about where you know your friends can check you out doing the streaming i can dig the idea of having a guy on the show that's yours 
you see how it's going to do, and the unpredictability of the uh, computer, the AI, to see you know how how things can progress over just you know randomly happening. Right, right, uh, and and I'd love to do more video stuff. I just don't have the time. But luckily, Wise is able to get some of that stuff done, and uh, Twitch is a good place to be. It definitely is a good place to be, and I'm glad we found each other as well. And hopefully, we get to become better friends. We're, we're going to be we're going to be best friends, and uh, you know, apart from that jabroni Owen, we're all going to be best friends with everybody. Uh, but Owen's a guy of his own. That is it. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, if you want to check out Nighthawks24 on Twitch, you can do it at twitch.tv slash Nighthawks24. That is N-I-G-H-T-H-A-W-K-S 24. He'll be streaming. How, how many times do you stream? Do you do it weekly, bi-weekly? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, some Saturdays. As well. So basically every day of the week. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it. You can uh, check out more episodes of this podcast in the archives on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that does podcasts. And now on Amazon, we've struck the deal with Amazon, maybe on Audible. You know the deal. You heard the uh, advertisement at the beginning of the show. Anyway, it's the goodbye from the Jack. It's goodbye from this man. Stay safe. Be good to one another. See you soon. The FWZ Talk Podcast is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. Well, I'm going to take care of business the way it should be done. Perhaps I've been too nice. Perhaps I've been trying to be a real, a real sports, a real gentleman. Now, Tully Blanchard, I want you. It's not Uncle Sam talking to you. It's Ronnie Garvin. I want you, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to have you. I'm going to get to touch your body. I'm not just making promises. I'm telling something that is going to be done, something that is going to happen in the future. Because bones do heals. But I've got a memory like an elephant, and I can do it like an elephant.